Yeah. All right, mic check one, two, one, two. This is Akra We Did, a podcast. Yeah. Come from a beautiful place, man. With all sorts of different types of people, you know. Just think I'll take some time to say hi to you guys. Check. Mama will be ballish. Mama will be bubuashi. Me my lada be a koshi. Sakuma not if I no kai you. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Akra, what's up? Like today, we found them more rappers did the studio. Cause they're both intense. See, we get rapper, we get you know, social media managers intense. <laughs> like the branding, eh? You from the grassroots. Don't fuck up. Never play yourself. Anyways, Charlie, what the happen? Eh? Today, man, you lose three nil. No be anything. You guys like Arsenal lose, like they throw me. I no be anything. Wait, we, did Arsenal win? We drew. The score with three, we with tier. We managed tier one at three. What about you? I mean, oh, so I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Charlie. Another day, another podcast episode. Mm, so this one, yeah, the two of you, make you put carry on. You'll be like, away. now, you know, when, when we are recording and then the guests, like, I have, like, proper, like, history <laughs> with, I talk a lot. But today... I'm a stranger. So you're implying that you don't talk a lot sometimes. No, I don't talk a lot sometimes. Oh. Can you give us like the links to those specific episodes? Because uh, it's like we don't remember. Sister Bayer. <laughs> no, Bayer auntie, that one. And then uh um, are you really giving us Of course. There's no time. There's no time. Ah but you won't <laughs> like I'll give you proof. <laughs> well anyways, we have Hassan Sali. Hassan Sali. Say it properly, man. Hassan Sali. You're a man. <laughs> Hassan Sali. And Black Image. Black Image. Black Image, like for macho your voice. Man. For You're really macho your voice. This, yeah, and it's just fake gun, man. You have to see. Black for near the mic set. Come to. So, Ni, Pokwa, it's your field day. Go. Hey, Hassan, what's up? I think the first time I met you were putting together this Behance portfolio yeah, yeah. you meet things so kind of like yeah. why 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 did you do that? Charlie yeah, there's a lot of creativity in Accra nowadays um, first of all and what do you do? <laughs> that's a very tricky question <laughs> um, so I'm trained as an architect and uh, I design buildings for a living that's yeah. what I do for a living um, the other thing I do is run a company uh, called Mesh Ghana, which is about um, you know creatives bringing creatives together, share what they do, you know, get to know each other, network, you know, collaboration, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And, chill. <laughs> and you're you chill. Yeah, yeah, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. I, I, I like that. I like. No, no, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Yeah. No, I mean, I heard and I chill. I'll take with it. I'll stick with it. And I chill. Black image. What yeah. do you do? Um, I'm an artist, self-taught graphic designer, now photographer. Um, we are two. Um, myself and my twin brother, mm. we run design and photography at the same time. Yes, much more project, building our creativity, working with mesh, learning from the big man. 
Mm, you're growing, you're growing. I cry with you, Charlie. First of all, he has the best hair mm-hmm. ever. The best hair ever. The best, like it's so cool. I wish you could see it. Kobolo no go like that. <laughs> no. Kobolo no they like that. Oh no, but you, you got the best hair. Bound, bound, see. All the time. No, no. This this is a sugar daddy hairstyle. Look, look. These these Legon girls ain't messing with no guy with a fade on, man. They like we no hair. So when they walk there, they're like, baby, stroke my beard. Stroke my beard. with Baldi. Like that where we day. Like, nah, don't forget these boys with their feet. <laughs> Refer to forget it about it now. Forget them. Forget them. That's a lot of bitterness, but it's okay. Mm, mm, baby, mm. as as far as hair goes, I've been there and done it all. Uh, so let me be with my body. <laughs> no hair, don't care. <laughs> oh, no hair, girls really care. <laughs> Some dreams have been sold. <laughs> 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 So anyway, so back to Neil's original question. Let's jump into that. Yeah, I mean, because it was interesting because we know there are people on behinds, and I, I always wonder, like, is was it a big enough network for you to try to get people on behinds to do the portfolio review? It's something they do worldwide, right? Yeah. But why did you feel it like necessary in 2013 to 12, in fact. 12 yes, to put together a portfolio review? Well, um, so I just returned from architecture school back to Accra and um, I heard about all these things that were happening and so I always wanted to be where it's happening just inspire myself as well as a creative um, then I discovered the Behance Network online it's where like the world's best designers put their stuff Please out let it know that Behance is in Ghanaian no, before Ghanian. someone thinks no, 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 yeah. of course, of course. Behance, that's why I said the world <laughs> it's just um People just put their work there, you go there for inspiration and all of that. And then I discovered that they have this program they call Behance Portfolio Reviews, where people who are on the network would, and also living in a particular city would come together and then just you know, share their portfolios and all of that. And um, I just thought it would be a really cool idea to actually bring some of the creative people in the crowd together. So I got the idea from Behance, but it wasn't necessarily for people who were on the Behance network. It wasn't for necessarily people who were Ghanaians on the Behance network. It was just creative people but then that was also a way of getting them informed about the Behance Network so they also take advantage of it. Did you find that a lot of people knew about the whole thing or did you have not, to go through an intensive like... Not too many people knew about okay. it at the time. In fact, uh, Behance itself was about a year old at the time also. This should be like more than five years. It's up to five years now. No, because Behance has been around for a while now. Yeah, it's been around for a while but... When well, at the time started. when I did the Beyonce review, all right, it hadn't all right. been around all right, for, all right, for so long. All right. yeah. And there weren't too many Ghanaians on it. In fact, one of the major issues I found was that there were a lot of Nigerians and Kenyans and South Africans. And As Ghanaian, usual. As usual. Yeah, but now it's really good. The Ghanaian presence is really good now. Uh, yeah. and, but then the Ghanaians over there are like mostly photographers. Yeah, they're graphic designers. Mostly, there are a couple of graphic designers. A couple, but then the number, the number, I think like photographers are much more than yeah the yeah. other guys. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, all every time I've been on Behance, I don't think I've been there. I, I don't think I've been on Behance by myself. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see anything on Behance, I'm probably with one of my photography mm-hmm. photographer friends, and then they are doing their stuff and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. But that, that, that Behance review that you knew about, that yeah. was actually the third Behance review that I had done. Okay. Yeah. In the year or...? No, the previous ones were in 
2012. That's why I said I actually started in 2012. Yeah. Wow. It was in 2013 that we did at the Hapagra. So how is that going over here, that review that you started? Yeah, I mean, now it's really big. The first one, there was just nine people. Most of them were my friends anyway, so it's just like a hangout. It's normal. <laughs> it's really normal. It's normal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, eventually we decided to do our own thing, not necessarily Behance Review. We, I mean, it evolved into, that's what, one of the things that evolved into what is now Mesh Ghana. And uh, we, we started the Mesh Confab, so that's what we call it. Yeah, I know where, about it. You know, it's, so we basically swallowed up the portfolio review concept in a bigger program called the Mesh Confab. So yeah, so far, so good. Uh, the last one, we had about 300 people show up at the British Council. It was awesome. So it looks like you're really deep into the creative scene in Accra. Like, yeah. So what came first? Art, architecture, architecture? Well, that's the thing. Architecture in itself... Um, it was just a portal to the whole art world because there's so much you need to know to become an architect. The training and everything, you have to be a bit of an artist, a bit of a graphic designer, a bit of a cinematographer. And depending on what it is you're designing, you have to research into so many different fields. So it just opened up my mind to so many different things and I, my areas of interest were just enormous. So when I came back to Accra, I was basically just tracking all the things that were happening and I, felt, I found it was very, very interesting. and. It's important that the stories are being told. You know, he keeps saying came come back, back to Accra. Yeah. <laughs> came back to Accra from from Kumasi. Oh, I yeah, see. I went to Kenya. See, that's where I studied architecture. Oh, so uh, when I was in, I mean, Kenya, I was pretty much in Kenya. You know, I mean, I was also very yeah. much involved in Kumasi as a city. Okay. Kenya is the most a city in itself, a very self-sustaining place. So, um, that's why I keep saying when I came back to Accra. Yeah. <laughs> I was, so what was the comparison then? If you didn't spend as much time in the city, did you not enjoy being in Kumasi? Or no, I mean, there's an interesting part of Kumasi that I was I was a part of. It was just really interesting night life mm. going on in Kumasi. Quite different from what's in Accra, which is very interesting. In what way? It's like, give us a few. Chilling in Kumasi is just so simple. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, most of the most of the places are cheap or free because mm-hmm. you're going to buy drinks and stuff anyway. So mm-hmm. why pay to get in? But you can go to a crying challenge. You have to pay like fifty Ghana. Yo, minimum. Yo, they can they they even vex if you shoot like two hundred Ghana inside. You see someone like yo, yo, I'm going, I'm going like. Yeah. <laughs> and then that on the street thing where like you know what's happening at Republic yeah. um, seems like a in Kumasi it's like the order of the day you go yeah. to Bantama High Street there's a whole street filled with nah you know, forget Kumasi self Accra here you mm. like at tonight go Jamestown look then block yeah. the road the only yeah. thing that can really pass through are motorbikes yeah I know what you mean yeah like it be, it's really fun I know what you mean and I actually yeah. love gun people for that type of thing like every weekend you say some side of the road then go block them actually yeah. it's funeral <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I, even imagine. so then I guess it has something to do with the more you know traditional mm-hmm. lifestyle say community yeah. lifestyle right. that we have Basically, in this country yeah. that's yeah. really how it is we have fun it's just these are the new things that yeah. I just, you know. Yeah, I can't see in Accra is definitely modeled after like mm. out of Ghana. Yeah, you just come and, and in it sucks. glossy and whatever. And it's it not about the drinks, or it's about your appearance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm here and I can take pictures. Yeah, yeah sparkless. <laughs> I, I, I can take snaps. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Remember the last uh, Chalewato Street Art Festival? 
It's almost like a battle of a selfie stick. <laughs> yeah, man. You're like two steps away from getting tangled with someone else. Everyone has a story to tell. Yeah. They want to show someone something. At some point, it starts to look the same, though, right? Like it is the same. You tap through everybody. It's it like, is. oh, you're all here yeah. tonight. Oh, I see. Yeah. It is all the same. They're taking that picture of you in the lighthouse. It, <laughs> <laughs> it really is the same. Like, most Snapchat, like, you go through, like, I just saw this here. I just saw this here. I just saw it. <laughs> People don't want to, you know, um, accept newer hobbies. They don't want. They don't want to open their minds to newer things. They want to do the same thing, and they they are going to be the same people who are going to complain that oh, I can't be the same this and that and that. But then today there was boxing in Jamestown. I mean, I bet somebody won't bother to find out. There's a what, there's a motorbike thingy that goes on every Sunday around there. I, I bet nobody wants to find out either. So, so I, I, I think mm-hmm. I disagree. It's, I think it's more about people don't know about it. No, it's be, more of that than people don't wouldn't want to find out. It's it's a stigmatization. I feel like they think about certain communities like this place. I don't want to go there because mm-hmm. I feel like this and that. And then you actually go there, nothing will happen to you. you come back. Yeah, because I'm talking about Jamestown, for example. Yeah, like people see and then they think somewhere about it, but I've yeah. never heard anybody go there and being robbed. But I don't live in that type of neighborhood But right. then in my neighborhood They rob people all the time sure. So I don't know what you're talking about I can be walking around Nima I would rather walk around Nima 1am Than walk around my neighborhood 1am Because yeah. yeah. you got that beer Last night I was out with my I was out with my bro I was like ah, We are safe man We look like them like. <laughs> man, I, I, I don't know about this Damn you guys are talking about <laughs> If you are telling me that the armed robbers in the country are from like places like Nima and stuff, then I know they are not robbing people in their homes. No, 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 no. Because no. if I'm a thief and I live in Nima and no. I'm stealing from the area, obviously everybody knows me. You're, you're gonna so they are going to go outside of the neighborhood and do the stuff. That's what people don't even want to think about. But the thing is, whose problem is it like? Is it me that I'm coming or you that's doing what then I'm not coming there? It's you that you are coming. Me that I'm coming. Okay. Because I'm coming for an experience. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I think, because at the back of my mind, I think it's not safe to be there. So I am thinking it's not safe to be there. So I'm not coming there. Yeah, it's it's you. It's how you see it. It's, you have to like weigh the options. But you also you want really to want show to me something. It. Do you want to enjoy it? You also want to show me something. I want to to show you something, Mm -hmm. but the thing is, do you want to enjoy it? Yeah, I want to enjoy it. When Manchadems are doing Charlotte Festival, for instance, if some people have some type of way they see Jamestown, it's it's up to them, really, because Manchadems, they do their part to get the place safer. And no place is 100% safe. No place. I mean, the Vatican, they used to say it's the safest place on earth. It isn't safe anymore. Okay. So... I mean, it's up to you. If you really want to go, you go. You go, yeah. We all know the stadium is in, like, ruins. Yeah. We are not, like, you know this. It's in ruins because of the um, the sea. The and, sea. But me, if there's a game there right now, right now, you tell me, and I'm not doing anything, I'll go and watch it. But then everybody has, you know, very different risk aversion. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. For you, you know what things that, like, you consider very dangerous to you. You know those things That's why you don't go there But you know the things that Okay, well, if anything happens at the yeah. stadium You have an exit plan I don't have an exit plan It's in your neighborhood, so to speak Like, at least for the 
uh, you have like somebody to call, you know, who can get to you in five minutes. But then let's like digress from danger and let's yeah. talk about if the issue is from an architectural point of view, like are there structures there to support new things coming up that aren't just bars and restaurants? Like the structure of the city. Like, is it there? Is there space? Hasan, is there let me answer this? For like thirty seconds, and then you take yeah, it. Yeah, you know, say you talk plenty, pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I there is space for every. There is space for it. No, I mean architecture is a beautiful thing. You look at Osu more, for instance. I grew up in Osu. I saw it when it was Ghana groceries, a tiny supermarket. Then it became the MTN office, a regular office. If you ever told me that they can make a mall out of that place. Not for a million dollars. I should bet a, a dollar on a million dollars. I won't it, even do it. But you see, the thing is, I can think of like two or three things that are very inconvenient about the Osumo. Well, Tell me. Me. But so, that's what I'm asking, like from a very structural, technical point of view. Is there space? Is okay, there? Or, and he's also an urban designer, so, so he knows what yeah, he's talking about. This is yeah, purely... Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's a, the issue about Christ. It's, it's not about the availability of space. I think it's more about the use of space. Mm-hmm. We, we have a lot of space. It's just that we're not using it in a very efficient way. So take Osu, for example. Very high commercial, high level of commercial activities. Land values are really, really high and everything. But you still find um, really, really small buildings, you know, where you, they accommodate just about 5, 10 people, 20 people tops. But you realize that if you wanted to accommodate a hundred people on the same piece of land is actually possible. Mm. But we are, our, our land tenure system, our urban design systems and everything have, have not you know, changed with the times in order to accommodate these problems. And, uh, and also on a more like community level, like he was talking about, you know, boxing and James and all of these places. For, I, for one, growing up, never thought James Town was a place I would ever go to. Mm-hmm. But within the last few years, that mindset has totally changed because of my experiences with James. So I've been just outside Charlie Yeah. And I, I even intended to write an article, which I never got around to doing, about you know comparing comparing um, a place like Jamestown to a typical what we call you know high class neighborhood mm-hmm. in Accra. Mm-hmm. And I can bet you that Jamestown is actually safer than a lot of these neighborhoods. Reason being that Jamestown is modeled on a sense of community. Mm-hmm. You go to yeah. Jamestown at 10 p.m. Kids are still playing on, on the, the street. street. Yeah. 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 You know, they yeah. still have, <laughs> 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 have this, you know, social system of you know dis- disciplining kids. Yeah. Where even if the neighbors, I mean, if the parents don't have their eyes on the kids at a particular moment, yeah, you know, the neighbor is going to do that for you. Absolutely, and, I, and, I, and I've had an experience there. We had this um, banner thing yeah. up as part of Chaliwate, which was this Akratopia thing. And we left it overnight and we came back the next day and it was stolen. And oh. it was still stolen. Yeah. But it only took about 45 minutes for us to find it. And all it took was for us to tell someone like someone who is like yeah. almost like a community leader now. And then he just asked a few questions here and there. And we knew. You know who had it, who had it. and <laughs> it, was, it was a very interesting experience. So they got to this guy. You know how typical gun style they try to talk you, yeah, you man, know, macho, you with, you know, yo, vim, vim movement. I mean, he kept going on and on, like he was really denying, and you know, someone had to give him a few slaps, and I, I started begging for him. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? If you, you just let him go, you know. 
And then, you know, someone was slapping him so much, like with that kind of anger, because he thought that this guy is dancing the image of his neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He thought he took it as a, a, something that he was responsible for. Mm -hmm. So he really beat this guy up, and the guy ended up confessing and brought the thing back. That's the thing about I mean, thieves. No, no thief gives up easily. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And he had just told me a few days before that, that some white man lost his laptop and stuff like that. And then it was the same thing. He asked around and they knew where to find it and that's because there's a sense of community yeah now let's go back to our typical you know high class neighborhood you don't even know who your neighbors are your fence wall is like that high <laughs> yeah so if like at 2 a.m there's an armor by in your neighborhood and as title of you on the ground has gagged you nobody's, nobody's coming, coming yeah. you right. know but in a place like jensa why are you going to do this because i mean there's people all over the place yep. first of all nobody has a wall you know, it's like you, no, you, you you are standing on your front porch and you are basically looking to your neighbor's exactly. home. Yeah. So you know, if, you know their movements. You know, if That's some random yeah. exactly because yeah. in my neighborhood, like we have the exact way you described it. Everybody's wall is high. Hi. You know, we're all out most of the time anyway. Please don't hear this and quit yeah. robbers. <laughs> <laughs> but recently, we had an experience where somebody was robbed at gunpoint in the middle of the day, exactly. like. Sun is out, yeah. 1 p.m. People should have seen, yeah. but it wasn't the case. And the question is, even if people saw, what were they going to do about it anyways? It's not no That's business. Thing, you know, <laughs> 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 walk right back. Who get that in Gamestar? You know, you don't even want to try it. Yeah. Lynch. Yeah. I'm not endorsing Lynch here. No, I'm here, Jam. No, seriously. Some old woman who has been inside all day, she'll just peek out like that. Exactly. The light is there on at four. Like it's supposed to be on at yeah. six. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. <laughs> Back to structures to support uh -huh. creativity. Um, thankfully, we live at, in a time when, like for example, you guys are practically running a radio station from, you know, this this space. You know what I mean, right? And yeah. You know, creativity has been so democratized. Like you, you just need to buy a DSLR to become a photographer. So like the point I'm trying to make is it's not it's democratized. So like everybody has access to it. It depends on you how far you can take it. Because a lot of I, I don't know about Ofwe, but I know a lot of the guys who are mm -hmm. really good who are self-taught. You know, they get a DSLR, they go on YouTube, they learn all the you know, and they keep trying it you know, attach themselves to others who have you know, but at the end of the day, you don't need some institution to endorse you as a photographer. Really, you don't. You to, it, it's 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 now it's papa. You have to be hard. If you are hard and you're able to get your name on the on the table, then everybody recognizes you, and you know. So that sense of um, democracy with the arts is something that I think is also very interesting that we need to as much as possible leverage on. Uh, like for example, even the media. When we talk about media now, mm -hmm. I mean traditional media used to be. You know, this area where you have this group of people who control the rhetoric yeah. but now it, it depends on how hard you are because you never know what a crowd is going to become who knows 10 years from today i know it's going to be i know i know i know <laughs> <laughs> you, you get the point i'm trying to make so, I get a point. so we have the structures it's, it's it's a lot more virtual now rather than physical uh -huh. physical you know this is true. This and is true. eventually that virtual world is going to you know manifest itself in the the physical yeah, everything right now be fin fin virtual and visual yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> virtual and visual so talking about like democratization of like creativity do you think 
if 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 everything is democratized, why do you need a, a review to review your work? Yeah. And how people see your work and say this this is wrong. Yeah. I mean, if I can do it, why should you come and tell me this is wrong? Who, yeah. What makes you the expert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. That first of all, when we are doing the reviews, we try as much as possible to uh, ask people to be civil about it in the way they go around it, because. You know, the thing about creativity is uh, there's an element of the intention of the artist, what he's trying to achieve. And then there's also the element of what you make of it, which could be totally different. So about what you said, okay. <laughs> about what you said, so I'm, I'm one of the earliest people that actually has showed my work. Mm. Then I was small graphic designer, self-taught, had my softwares, doing stuff, but it was nice to stand in front of people who I knew they were in the business. They've done projects that I look at and I say, okay, this is nice. So that's why the review is good. Because then I get to hear them talk about my work. They tell me the direction I'm going, whether it's wrong or right. Because I might go up and down learning from whoever. I may get wrong information, good information. But at the end of the day, it's what I do with it. I can produce a work and someone's like, okay, this is nice. Someone will say it is bad. You get me? Yeah. But in myself, I get confidence when I know the person doing it or whoever is criticizing my work has done it before and knows what exactly they are talking about and they're able to construct and say, young man, when you go through this way, this is what you, you can get. What do you hear more? The constructive, like, okay, we've done this before, we see mm-hmm. the issues or just people who are... So this the is so-called what, haters and what do you Can see you, more? What do I see more? People like, who yeah. What do you experience more in terms of the review? More hate or more, more constructive? More constructive because we 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 try and put people that really really learn it in mm-hmm. in the field they are about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not anyone that thinks okay, I know something, but we try and. Is it there's something when someone is doing something over and over and over and is getting attention? That means they are doing something right. Mm-hmm. You get me? So yeah. then, when you put them there, the probability of them saying what is right to the artists and not damaging them because they will not go like, no, my young man. It's like, can you try it this way? Then it gives me the confidence to say, okay, tomorrow when I wake up, I want to take it this way. And so before that review, what system did you have, or was that like really your? first opportunity to get a lot of feedback um social media which is one of them and most of the people are on social media people that come to the Mm -hmm. event so some of them is like okay it's none of my business i don't i it's whether i like it i talk about your work or not but there they are there to talk about my work so but first it was social media and also comparing myself to other artists outside (coughs) trying to see what i can get as good as them you get me. Okay. So yeah, the review—it's—it's it's really and it's—it helps. It helps. It was one of the places I could stand in front of like people who they were way older, who knew more than I knew, and they were telling me stuff. I had okay, me, I won't slain. They were like, "Have you tried this? Have you done that?" Because I, I think okay, I self-taught myself. I stand. I stood in front of Photoshop. Did it? Did it? Go on YouTube. Download. I did. I did it. Who are you to come and tell me? That you, know. <laughs> you remember me shooting in the gym, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, I I get them, you know. I get them when some big man where I know Sage, and he has done it over and over and over. Says, okay, you on the right track. Try this way, and then I can go back with confidence and come harder. 
which I don't get damaged. Uh, yeah. So going back to like Hassan's quote, like you can pick up a DSLR and then mm-hmm. become a photographer. You know, there's sometimes often the case that people who have been in the game for longer, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. get offended. Like you cry if you guys say, "What you feel just buy a camera and then become a photographer?" Like. Yeah. So how do you how do you balance between that someone who's been in the game longer and feels like technology is is has become a shortcut like a prop to actual hardware dedication and creativity and how do you balance between that and saying okay maybe he has a point because he has the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I I, I mean um, recently I posted something uh, on social media. It was a, a quote by Kwaje um, um, Agri. Mm-hmm. It's like. Don't tell me what you know. Show me what you can do. You know, and and usually we. I've always had a problem with people who, you know, who are supposed to be experts. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to push everybody along the lines that they went. Yeah. You know, and um, at the end of the day, creativity. There's experience. There's an issue of experience, but then there's there's also this serendipity. You know, mm-hmm. like just. You know, just having this spark of genius, and then you can create something that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's really, really profound. You, you get it. And I don't know if I got your question right, but like for example, at a portfolio review, the idea is we have a mix of this. We have a mix of experience, and we also have like young blood who have, have a, a lot of you know exposure with the internet and stuff like that. And so it's a varied, you know. Um, Mix opinions. of you know opinions. At the end of the day, it's up to you, the, the the artist, to sort of sift through it and then do what it is you want to do. Because exactly. I mean, art, there's an element of independence. Uh, you can't True. force me to do what you want me to do. You know, and then, but then there's also another angle where there's an issue of a client. Because mm-hmm. sometimes as a creative, you're working for a client. So there, you have to also be careful about who it is you're doing the project for. You know what it is they want. Sometimes you might try to be creative and do it. In the way you think is the best, but the client knows what he wants, and you just have to do it how they want mm. it, and then get paid. That goes to yeah. uh, yeah. a point where more creatives lack research. Mm. For instance, when you're doing something for a client, there's, there's, let me just get political here for a little bit. Maybe you get contracted by someone who's into politics. Oh, do something for me. But then it's got to do with the person's personal business. That's just an NDC man contracts you to do something for him. It's personal business. But then you go and then you use an elephant. <laughs> you get like unintentionally. Unintentionally. Maybe 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 the man the man the man like is into roofing sheets or cement. And you go like um as strong as the elephants this. Elephants that. And then you go and you present the work to the man. Maybe that might be the best work ever. It might probably end up like was then the Campbell soup, uh, and the walls work. It can end up like that. But then your spirit, it dampens your spirit because the person that he doesn't like the work, and you know the value of the work. But then you didn't really do research yeah. into like. So I feel like a lot of creative people don't do research. Mm-hmm. We just wake up and then we need inspiration. No, you need research too. Yeah. Because when you research on your client, it's much easier for you to please your client. Mm-hmm. It's like radio interviews and whatnot. Yeah. You have to know about the angles where you want to touch, you, uh, the conversation you want to have with the person and the people, your audience as well. Yeah. You can't have a religious audience and 
interview someone who is atheist on your show and then you know so I feel like so how do you feel about God. How do you feel about And then you go like How do you, you feel about God So I feel like A lot of Because I've been to A lot of creative workshops I've seen about them I've never really seen Anybody talk about Research on your clients Before mm. But then again Advertisers always do that So that's the mm. urge That the advertiser Used to be the creative So maybe Is that the problem That there isn't It's part of like the, the problem There isn't a fo- Like our creative scene hasn't been formalized yet mm. in the way maybe advertising and architecture are art like mediums, but they've been formalized in a way that you're not just learning okay how yep, to draw, but yeah. you're also learning standards and business practices yeah. associated. I mean, I feel like with everything that's commercial, th- there's there has to be some form of research around it. Mm. Even even if you need a photographer for a job, yeah. if you need an outdoor job. You should know what type of photographer to take. Yeah. You need an in- indoor job. You need what type of photographer to call. Because there are different people, and everybody's got their strength, everybody's got their weakness. So with that, I, me, I just feel like research, research in art yeah. is undermined. Mm. It's actually overlooked. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really overlooked, and, and it's it, killing us. Something and you just said just struck a chord as well, which also is one of the things that Mesh is about um, sharing. Because, uh, I mean, there's, there's this thing we have in this country. I mean, first of all, we don't really have... We, we keep saying creative industry, but we, we, don't we, have we really it. don't have we an really industry. We really don't have it. You know? And really... in order for us to build an industry, we need to work together. But you find that a lot of people try to unnecessarily compete rather than, you know, collaborate. Because, like, you were talking about if you wanted uh, someone to do outdoor work, you know, you know, there's a the kind of person you should go to. If you want to do in, indoor work, there's a the kind of person you should go to. So if, for example, I'm a, I'm a photographer, mm-hmm. and this is a typical case, and I don't, I'm not very good at outdoor work, and he came to me and said you need an outdoor work, and I know someone who's really good at it, instead of re- referring you to that person, yeah. I try and take the job. Cause yeah. I get, and sometimes you can understand, because, you know, it's... We need money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, you, know, you, you see, like... <laughs> if you lose the money anyway, <laughs> well. I mean, Ofoy is my guy. I'm not even saying it because he's here yeah. or he's my friend. But then I've seen him recommend a lot of people for yeah. events, because he got a point, He got to a point, he's like, he's done with event photography. Mm. So when people call him, like, oh, for I need exactly. what, what, you tell, oh, call this guy. Exactly. But unless it's a personal favor that he's doing for you, mm. He'll come because he knows where his strengths are, exactly. so he concentrates on it and he's good with it. Yeah. But then other people won't do that. Yeah. You see, you you think you come up with a concept, you're doing something, you're like, oh, okay, I'm adding this as a product under my art. Mm. Oh, next thing you see, somebody is doing the same thing, <laughs> and for fuck's sake, like have some decency. <laughs> they want to use the same models, <laughs> like. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, if, if people, if, if really people don't get that shit right, I'll have to start actually mentioning it. But then, you know, people are stopping me, so I'll actually put a chill on it. You know, talking, talking about this, let's step back, back to like urban design and city. Mm-hmm. Hassan, I know, you, I remember you, you had this project. Was it a research project on making? The Cantonment Road, a pedestrian use only. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a research project. Hold it's on. still ongoing. Actually, we can actually argue that out. Hmm. Yeah. So Cantonment Road is what people colloquially refer to as Oxford Street. 
So that's the actual name. Cantonment yeah. Road. Yeah. yeah, that's the actual name. On Google. Oxford Street. <laughs> yeah. I know that the Cantonment Road actually is from around the Dankwa circle, the police police uh, police hospital, straight to Morningstar to the other runabout. It comes all the way down past Papaya. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Street, it wasn't, it was the people who named it. Yes. Yeah. Because it was very commercial, like the UK also. So it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And even with the new streets naming, they are just there. Whoever the person na- who is naming the streets, need, the person needs a knock. Because the person is actually, they're just changing names. Yeah. Yeah. They're just changing names. It's, it's really sad. It's, it's, it's really sad how they went. It's, it's annoying. Like you said, no research. Yeah. No research. Yeah. Really, really but sad. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about Let's talk about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always had like a fascination for the Oxford Street. I, I grew up in Osu. And, uh, oh, which side? Uh, in university states. Where? No! <laughs> no! Commercial breaks! Yeah. Right there in that compound. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Because I grew up in Yonibas. So yeah. I like, I'm a, I'm a full time Yonibas. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I grew up in the city. No, that's cool. Occupation. What's the voice in the building, man? Uh, my first real experiences with the Oxford Street was when my big sister would send me to go get him some shaggy, you know, tape cassettes, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And it was always interesting that I had to go and walk on the Oxford Street. I had this sense of, you know, I don't know, it just makes you feel good about yourself that you are, you are seen on the Oxford Street. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up because there's, there's, there's an element about cities which um, social space that borders on aspiration and people, people, I mean, it's a, it's a favorite pastime of human beings to watch other people, whether we like it or not. It's something that people watch, that's what we call it. And most cities around the world understand this very well. They create spaces for that pastime, just yeah. to sit and watch people. You know, even if you're just going to sit, have some headphones, and listen to your favorite music while just observing people, it's something we are social beings. And so, I've always wondered why we cannot capture. And Oxford Street already has lent itself to that kind of activity, mm-hmm. even though the structures are not right. So. Mm-hmm. The major problem with Oxford Street right now is, for example, you have a lot of vehicular traffic. Right? Yeah. When you think about it, and, and you drive and you observe carefully, and it's not really about the number of cars. It's just because cars are parked in front of the mm-hmm. buildings. Papa and, Frankie's. And they're always backing out. And anytime yeah. one car is backing out, like 10 cars Some have stopped. Papa and Frankie's PC direct. That's them. Papa and Frankie's PC direct. And I remember <laughs> when they started the, the Osu Mall, people mm-hmm. were complaining this is going to bring a lot more traffic. Perfect. But if you think about it, it hasn't added. No. Much traffic. No, so we're smart about it. The, the funny parking. thing is, they have a lot of parking, you, but no human beings. No, no, go no, 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 no. But no, see, no, that's no, no. To go through that that's, process. That, that's, that's, the thing. Thing. that's the thing. We always say, you know, human being, human being. So if we know human beings, you saw interface. Things that allow them to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, that's the thing that that's the thing that they get in 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 the more developed cities. They know human beings very well. So they design for human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Because those human beings are more disciplined than us. Exactly. So trust me, I've seen a man peeing at an ATM in London. <laughs> like he's there, like he's taking, and he's peeing right down the Sounds like something just, I would do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are just as indisciplined as we are. It's just that they have the systems to check it. Mm-hmm. You get it. Yeah. So, for example, if and I have very radical ideas about the Oxford Street. If I had, if I had my way, there would be no parking anywhere on the Oxford Street. There will be no parking anywhere on Oxford Street. But you know, you cannot, you cannot say no parking on Oxford Street without giving them an alternative 
yeah, you know, convenient alternative. And that con- convenient alternative is to have three, four, five more of such underground parking mm-hmm. that the Oxford Street Mall has got, yeah. first of all, and creating pedestrian-friendly sidewalks. Mm-hmm. Pedestrian-friendly in the sense that they need to be wide enough and mm-hmm. there's a space. Because if there's no parking on Oxford Street, so you have all to the prevent parking, people from coming to sell plantain and... No, that's another thing. You guys, all of you guys, and you are funny to <laughs> that's, me. That's <laughs> we are living in Accra <laughs> where somebody will use their bathroom, mm, they'll clean it up and make it a bedroom mm. and rent it. Mm. And they themselves, they don't have bathrooms, again, so they have to use the public bathroom or the sea to shit. Mm. <laughs> and you are here talking about spacing for people to walk out. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, you don't, people don't like know they can use something until you give it to them. Their point is, we have a lot of policies and things. Like, I mean, plenty. No, plenty. If we sat down and said we're reading all of them, mm. we'll never finish. But you can't have a policy and not have a way to enforce it. Yeah. If you make a sidewalk and somebody can just come and do whatever on the sidewalk mm. and there's no repercussion for it mm. of course if i see him doing it i'll come and do it too because mm-hmm. of course nobody is stopping me but yeah. if i know that if i start somebody going to descend on me with a cane we'll cover on that point i, I mean there's there's like there's <laughs> this thing about urban design where it's important to understand the people you're designing for mm-hmm. i mean like not even just urban design it's a basic thing right when you're designing mm-hmm. for five you're basically you understand them. Mm-hmm. and you know what i'm talking about the oxford street is because First of all, you have to understand what makes the Oxford Street, Street what it is, what makes the it as vibrant as it is. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about that, you cannot discount the person selling the plantain chips mm-hmm. or the person selling coconut mm-hmm. and all of that. So as a designer, you have to understand. And you, as for urban design, it's, it's basically research. It's numbers. Mm-hmm. How many of these people on a regular basis sell on the, street. on the streets? That's a, that's a given. Mm-hmm. You will get a range. If you study the Oxford Street for the last 10 years, how many plantain sellers come here? How many uh, people do this? How many people? So you have to understand the entire constituency of people who use the space. Yeah. Then you know what interventions you are going to make for them. Research. So, for example, mm-hmm. you have all these flagship shops, but mm-hmm. one of the things that make you, the, one of the reasons why you see a lot of you know expatriates and stuff like that working industry is because they want to buy you know some of the local stuff. So they would rather go onto the street. <laughs> so what you what you do is you identify all of these things and sort of make the experience better. It's as simple as that. So you can gather all of these people into some kind of, uh, you know, like in what in Turkey they call the bazaar. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have like these streets sort of alleys, you oh. know, that lead up to, you know, and then you create the experience. So these are the number of things. So is it urban designing is basically directing. It's like directing a movie. It's like you understand how people use the space mm-hmm. and then you direct them. You get to, you create these nodes, you know, landmarks, things that will draw people. You create mm-hmm. places where people will sit and relax. You create... You know, places where it's safe to cross the streets, so you make the, the actual streets very narrow and increase the sidewalks. Because psychologically, if you're driving on a street, for example, and it's a really wide street, like the N1, and you can see more than 100 meters away from you, it means that you probably speed as much as 100 kilometers mm-hmm. per hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if on that same street, for example, you had trees, really huge trees, and you can only see 40 meters ahead of you, Nobody's going to tell you to slow down. You will slow down. Do you get it? And that's, yeah. how they, that's how they get it right in places like Paris and, uh, you know, Washington, where they have all these, like, really huge boulevards. Mm-hmm. But then there's still human activity. But if you look at the N1, for example, 
Nobody wants to do any activity alone because you never know when a cow will just fly off. Lapas people they do things for them. Lapas they are. They are people. And that's that is another thing. You see, we don't understand people. Trust me, if you put the N one in London the way it is, people will cross the way people are crossing right now. Mm, that's true. You get the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean I've had myself jumping the fences and stuff. So why do you expect it to change? Because there's an N one, it won't change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you made them all dangerous. But they won't change. Yeah. What you need to do is give them alternatives. Right now, if you, if you're using a wheelchair, you have to get across the N one. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Where do you want to But the new, the new cross bridges, uh, the mall, the one Tetequashi, it's got the um, wheelchair. Yeah, you know why it's working, isn't it? Yeah. You, know why, you know why the, the, the bridge at uh, Tetequashi is where that? No. You know why it's working? Yeah. It's because they put it in the right place. No. That's the same place people were crossing before. Yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. What's Lapaz? You know where people used to cross? No, it has a couple, but they put it at the wrong place. That's what I'm saying. Wrong place. That's what it's saying. Lapaz itself, you know, get bridged. No. Hold on, make I show you how the Lapaz is <laughs> You see where the Abeka cars they come for the top. <laughs> then where you from the Niboeta and Tin, you they enter like the middle of that traffic line. That be where pedestrians do for pass. Like the Lapaz, they be super flawed. Exactly. That's the point. Side, but no cross. That's what I just something I just can't I just can't understand. They put their cross the bridges where they are not Anytime, anytime you use the N one from Dansoman to Achimota, eh? If you cross hand, thank God say no hit anybody. Mm-hmm. For real. Like, thank God say no hit anybody or nobody hit you. Yeah. Like, that be the only road for a crowd with I know be proud if, like, I know be happy for the yeah, other side. Anybody just go fit come then, pa. Anybody. In this country, in the way we are designing our cities, we don't design for people. Design for cars. cars. Yeah. We're designing for cars. We're not yeah. designing for people. And we don't design even design for regular cars. We, we design for, for land cruisers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we need to change that that whole thinking. We have to understand that it's people who are going to live within the city. Yeah. I mean, which can, which city has the narrowest streets in the world? One of the cities. I mean, it's Europe, most of the European yeah. cities. Yeah, like, I mean, London has they, narrow streets. Because I, I remember streets. I was watching I, that show, BB's Top Gear. Top Gear yeah, I, and then they were, the guy was driving... Um, a hammer one yeah. could even fit on the street <laughs> probably like oh they wow streets because they don't want to encourage the use of vehicles mm-hmm. they have alternatives yeah, pack yeah. your car and walk get on the train or tram i mean i i, I love i love the bicycle culture in the netherlands yeah. exactly. it's very beautiful because exactly. i even think i like imagine if somebody had like a bicycle business on the Oxford street yeah how much money you make you do make a lot of money you make a lot of money yeah. just make sure you can track your bicycles because mm-hmm. think about it from Danko circle to papaya you do collect one CD. Yeah. You know how much you go collect? It's less than a kilo. Yeah, that's the reason why I keep saying that. You're going to increase lives. To to the yes. No, it is a convenient place to leave your car. You can do everything you need to do on the house. I mean, and get back to your car before yeah. you. Leave. I think all the, those high rise like apartments that are springing up are so unnecessary. If somebody was smart, they would make like those uh, uh, parking complexes. Yeah. <laughs> That one on the corner, like just at Dunkwa, yeah. it's big. That space could have, I don't know how many floors it is, but 
Yeah. It could have been a really good like parking I mean, spot. Even, you your car, they make money yeah. and it if, frees up the. Well, so. Even the people who own the joints, they can actually tell their customers, like Republic, for instance. You can tell your customers that when you're coming to a place full of, you can actually go and park at the mall. Mm-hmm. Because the mall, first hour, something is free. Mm-hmm. With the second hour, you have to, like, three hours to five hours, you have to, like, five cities or three cities. And that's, like, really equal to... You're going to Republic, five cities. Like, it's it's really nothing. <laughs> and, it, and it's actually, like, the same thing that you pay the guy looking after your car. And this was super to rob you, too. Exactly. Nobody's going to rob anybody. I've never had anybody's car being broken into when they parked at the mall parking lot. No, no, no. Yeah, but then we yeah. always leave it outside. You see, another thing too is that <laughs> no, in, in our city administration, in our city administration, there's an element. <laughs> in city administration, there's an element of uh, PR that needs to be done, especially yeah. in modern cities. Yeah. Where, because people are, if people are not used to something, that's one of the problems. I mean, underground parking. When I mean. Hey, Danny Bebu. I mean, some of the yeah. memories of underground parking that I know are fight scenes in movies, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It always ends up in, you know, yeah. some underground park. car park somewhere. It's a very uh, music thing. videos. You know, that kind of thing, you know. So if you want to do this kind of thing, you need to see how, you need to be able to communicate with your people. Yeah. And let them understand yeah. how these things Visuals. Because mm-hmm. on the real, like, the people, the people who run the parking space mm-hmm. are different from the mall. So they actually be glad they are making money off it at the same time. So it's really good business too as well. I, I have another question. How do you think um, we could use like visual the arts to influence how our cities are designed or how we live in our cities? Very paramount. Very very paramount. Um, it's it's one of the things. One of the reasons why mesh started in the first place. Like the fact that you know what people imbibe, what they see, what they hear influence how they behave and stuff like that and we've been striving to try and see if we can get like a lot of creatives to come together and work on projects towards such such ends and sometimes like quite ambitious ideas like Akratopia for example yeah. if you remember the idea was to create a series of artworks that would uh, give people a glimpse into the future and what new technologies and trends uh, how peace might affect the nature of the city in the future mm-hmm. but I think like take film for example you know most of the movies we make are about the status quo. Mm. But we are not doing enough about what the ideal situation should be. So we keep projecting the wrong thing mm-hmm. for so long. Now it's, it's, it seems like it's the right thing to do. So, for example, we have a lot of like really not attitudes in Ghana that we are not so proud of. Yeah. Why do we amplify them in the things that we feed you know, the public? You know, like in a movie, a policeman arrests someone and he's taking behind bars without any uh, what to charge mm-hmm. you don't read him as rights you know and the person cannot even protest because he's the police yeah you know and so we are reinforcing the idea that the police is unstoppable he has you know he has Authority. power but he, there's nothing you can do you don't have power to an attorney you know that kind of thing why don't we try and project these correct things in the movies Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, so it's busy. Okay. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Other things to do. He's <laughs> anyway. And you see, yeah. he's, no one is not going to do it. His producer is probably not going to do it no, because no, he feels no. like doing it. Yeah. That is for. Well, sometimes I don't always like to say for the leaders, but at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's for the people who have the mandate mm-hmm. to ensure that the right thing is done mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. So. We can have standards in our filmmaking that say that it doesn't matter what your budget is. There has to be an element of A, B, C. 
Otherwise, it will not, it will not be approved to be published as a film. There has to be an element of patriotism. You have to tell kids that they shouldn't drop rubbish on the floor in a creative way in a movie. Otherwise, we will not show it. I think it's more patriotism than anything else. Mm-hmm. It really is more. We because don't have a sense of ownership. Me, let me, this is... Sorry, sorry, not to cut right, until right, very cool. recently, before you could tell a, a movie out of Hollywood about U.S. losing a war... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, ah, you know they you know they because I don't watch war movies because I know obviously the plot yeah, US war. It's not because the, the directors always want US to win. No, it's an agenda. They're shaping their mind. Yeah, it won't get approved by the academy. You can't release that movie. <laughs> you get it. That's the power of the art. So I always say I, I've always said I like. I mean, Hollywood is stronger than the US Army. Because all our perceptions of how strong the U.S. Army is, Hollywood. Yeah, half of what they show us, they can't do. Mm. Like, no, that's true. I they can't even do it. Shall I believe? That's how powerful. I believe that they West. can do. That's how U.S. is. No, imagine when you're watching like a spy movie or something, and they're Shale. showing you how they Superhero can do forensics and things, and then somebody can shoot a few minutes, a few seconds. Time travel. All right, Charlie. And I'm a spy hero so mentality, yeah, that's man. Yeah, that's how powerful Charlie. creativity can be, man. That's how powerful. Charlie. It can be. That's how powerful. It can be. Mm. I mean, <laughs> 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 that's the thing. I mean, it's if you want to predict the future, you create it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a quote. I don't remember who said it, but but mm? if you want to predict the future, you just create it. You create it. What, what's what's your future Accra like? Actually, Accra, Accra, Accra has a lot going for it. We don't even realize it. And um, one of the major issues for me is transportation. And I think that if we get our transportation right, the economy will just fly. I, I don't know why. This is just this is like just cheap apple for whoever wants to like whichever party wants to stay in power perpetually. Just deal with transportation. I mean, that's there's so much. That comes because transportation is efficient. Yeah. Productivity. It doesn't living matter around. where you live in Accra. It's possible to get to anywhere in Accra within 15 minutes. If you have a DRT system or you have a subway system, which is like over the top. DRT is simple. Just, I mean, when you're doing the N1, for example, all the money you spend doing the N1, you could have just added DRT lanes for the same cost. Mm-hmm. It was BRT for people oh, who don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so BRT is Bus Rapid Transit. It's okay. a system that was developed in South America. It's modeled on the, the nature of a subway system mm-hmm. where trains run in their own tubes okay. underground. But in this case, you actually have dedicated lanes on the ground parallel to the existing road network. Okay, hold on, let me catch you. Does it run on energy? Electricity? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It's a normal bus. It's either diesel, electricity, whatever. It's about how innovative. But the subway is run on. The yeah, subway yeah, yeah. runs on electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like in the t- in terms of the, well, the, the principle, of the which convenience, the, basically. Yeah, like I subway. I mean, you don't have. It doesn't have to contend with any other system of mm-hmm. transportation. I'll show you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the BRT is just buses, basically, like the buses, buses that is what you're using. But then they have their separate lanes, and these are physically blocked. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving your car and there's traffic and you can't get through, you don't have, you can't even get into the BRT. <laughs> get it. So you're driving your Porsche car and then there's traffic and then you're seeing these buses. <laughs> yep. I just bypassed you, my trust. Yeah. 
Charlie, you join, man. Nobody will tell you that if you are late for that meeting, pack that car home. Join. Pop onto the BRT and you get there. And Accra is not big, oh. Oh, you really? Oh, you really? I mean, Accra just be one tow boot to the next tow boot. I drove yeah. from basically Wager to Tema in about 30 minutes or so. less than 30 minutes. You just Sunday. when you shocked. when you hit the N1, uh, when you hit the N1, you're already in Tema. You hit the yeah. N1, you're already in Tema. Oh, yeah. Look, Sunday Accra is different from. Every That's the Accra. point. It's like Sunday Accra is in different world of its own. It's like Curitiba in Brazil. If you go in, you can you can look it up. A typical busy day in a place like Curitiba is like your Sunday in Accra. But they have a larger population than Accra. You know, the thing about Brazil, like they say Brazil is a developing country. Yeah. But I really don't like counting Brazil as a developing country because the people even have like a lot of self-made um, native billionaires than UK. Mm. So I feel like Brazil, like I mean, where their minds are, it's just that there's like just like India. Mm. It's the, a capital, right? It's yeah. Like the capital, that's how the number of the, the the population of the average poor people are more than mm. the rich. Rich really like the states will be the same, but then you know good marketing, so the states looks well. Mm. But then there are a lot of countries like that, like, really. So, Brazil, they are hurt. Mm. They are doing a lot of stuff when it comes to manufacturing and developing. Like, they are really dead. Yeah, they are. I think yeah. the South, like, Latin America, South American countries, like, I think they got the whole concept of infrastructure early down early. I think for them, it was like, okay, we want these things that make life more convenient. Mm. So they are they very independent. Those things before mm. anything else, and it shows. It shows in in the development of their cities. They may not have like very shiny things, but like simple, simple things. Yeah. Like, and what makes a place like Brazil beautiful is that you still have connection. Like they have a very strong connection to their roots. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's this really long stretch of you know possibilities from you know the lower class all the way to higher class like i don't know if you get my point it's yeah. very easy to transcend from that like you go down into the you know the gutters and then it's beautiful there and then it goes all the way up right but accra, accra has a lot of potential yeah. we have so much even where we are located on the map i mean have you noticed just put a cross on the on the world map and we are right there in the center in the middle. <laughs> you know and that, that means a lot it means we have like yeah. access we have we are closer to every other country in the world than any other guy. I don't know if that makes sense, but it just everybody has to sort of go across us. But anyway, and um, in terms of history, we, I mean, you know, independent struggle and everything was right here in Accra. You can say the independent struggle of Accra was right here in Accra. We have some of the, we have some very interesting monuments, you know, James Ford, Asha Ford, you know. A number of things along the coast. We are not taking advantage of our beaches, which is unfortunate, but so much potential with that. The creative scene is awesome. I mean, um, the good, the bad, and ugly, you find it all here, but there's a creative scene and it's boiling and it's, it has so many you know, opportunities. We just need to leverage on all of these things and probably um, a beautiful place to do. Um, but it's, it's fascinating how dependent Ghana is on Accra. I think last week we were speaking about how if Accra gets attacked, then 
can I be crippled? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be crippled. Our international airport is yeah. Tell my airport is yeah. How you go run away? Huh? I can't be the only exit. Unless you won't go to go or Cote d'Ivoire. I mean, how do we how do we decentralize something like that? Yeah, I mean decentralization. It's even within Accra. We need to do a lot of this decentralization. I mean, like, see the, the headache that I also get. Yeah, I mean, if I live in Kassau, why do I have to come to Accra Central to do yes, everything? I, I have to come to the ministries in Accra Central. That's also one of the reasons why we have so much traffic. You know, why do I have to even work in ministries and live in Kassau in the first place? Why can't I work in the ministries and live at Ridge? Imagine what that would be like, how much we save on productivity, you know, fuel, energy, and all of that kind of stuff. You know, so... I mean, it's but you see the thing is that Accra is, is a microcosm of the entire Ghana. So, and whether we like it or not, it's a capital city, and at least for the purposes of this discussion, we are crowded. That's what we are talking about. But I, I've, I've been involved in a lot of discussions about Kumasi as well. When I was when I was there, I attended a camp where we had this whole session about Kumasi and you know some of the strengths and how to make you know Kumasi. Um, but I think at, at the end of the day, it's also for the locals of you know. People who have interest in specific areas to champion the causes of those areas. So people in Kumasi, I know that there's also a vibrant community that's growing there as well. And they have a lot of discussions, a number of things that are coming up. And I think the future is bright for. But I mean, Accra is the capital. Unless we are looking at moving the capital somewhere else, and if that's the case, I would totally recommend Tamale. I don't know about you guys, but Tamale <laughs> would be an awesome place to have a. Capital. And imagine if you could travel from Accra to Tamale in what four hours? On a train, just it's possible. Yeah, it's very very possible. Very imagine if you could do that. You know, my dad has a farm up north, which I'm very very interested in being a part of. Actually, it takes me twelve hours to get to work. You know, if there was a train, it means I'll be doing a lot more than what I'm doing right now. I'll be doing. Um, I'll <laughs> <laughs> be a farmer as well. <laughs> uh, so let's 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 talk about Savannah a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, your transition from graphic design to photography. Mm-hmm. What triggered and how was it like? What triggered and okay. When for me, when you're designing, you need images. What happened is when I need images, stock images. All I see is white people. Then I. Sometimes I have to maybe free ones, mostly the free ones, unless you're paying for stock. But when you went free, mostly it's white. And I want sometimes you also want to control whichever you are telling. You can't get the right stock. You may get people in black color to tell whatever story you are telling in your design, but you can't. So it was another thing. I was like, okay, if I could pick up a camera and learn how to take pictures, I could create my own images for my own designs. And also I got to me as son and mesh most of the stuff we do is we document events we go around we take pictures we put them out try and create a whole archive of the creative scene in Accra so then I get to pick up a camera learn how to shoot for the purpose of documenting so then I wouldn't it, it was smooth the transitioning was smooth it wouldn't say I just woke up and I said okay today I want to be a photographer no it was okay. I needed something for my work, so how do I get it? I want good images for my work. I want this type of images. So then, how do I do it? Just like Hassan said, if you want to predict the future, you have to create it. So if, <laughs> if I want to 
tell my story the way in my design. I want to create it myself. So picked up a camera. I think it's not been long. Not been long. It's like two two years now. I've been just playing with the camera. How and does life in Accra influence your images? You take a whole lot of pictures outside around no. or is it more No, I do more controlled. Just like I said, like moving around is very, very difficult and sometimes you need you I'm moving stuff. It's very very difficult. And people have this thing. When you're taking pictures around them, they feel uncomfortable. They feel very, very uncomfortable if you're taking pictures around them. So it's like okay. Superstition. Yeah, and even when I'm you doing with my picture. Yeah. <laughs> There's this Instagram walk. I don't know if you've been one before, you've been to one, but I yeah. think yeah. Oh the photo walk? Yeah, photo walk, but Instagram the Oh nature, yeah, the Instagram like, Instagram Insta meetups, yeah. So I I think I've Where been do to, those images go to? No, we paste them and Instagram picks them up. They they had there's a Ghanaian rep that is sent even souvenirs. I don't know if you check the back of my phone. I think I have a stick of. Oh wow, there's a Ghanaian rep with Instagram. Yeah, so they send us, they send stuff. You get. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's here. He's been to one of our work, David. <laughs> yeah, he said he doesn't like his name, David. You don't like David, eh? Yeah, he said. Call him Annie. Call him Annie. Annie. Yeah, like Anita. Ganyo B. He's still around. Okay, so when we go for the meetup, sometimes I'm even pointing. I was, I think, taking a building, and this one man, and no, it was not any man. It's a police official. I was like, you can't take. I was like, why can't I take? <laughs> it's like you just can't take Like there was no Nothing there like, but you, you just know, See When they buy meat From some man When they take picture Of their meat They must be like poor. Hey, Don't let my face come like We know they give you money <laughs> <laughs> You know Like <laughs> So <laughs> I think that <laughs> That might really stress my life yeah. Like when they buy meat From your dad mm-hmm. Where You know Sometimes You know how Then they do that in my camp, Yeah about, Is that process Really be nice The way that they put The oil and the pepper Around mm-hmm. Yeah. Where would you take pictures and stuff? It's wet to your appetite. Come, 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 come. What be your experience shooting a car? I go, oh, not even a car. I go brain. Maybe a brain. You man, fear. I mean, that area inside. We did try to inside. Where you see some woman, she defy me. We see we don't want to The woman's a good drop. So we drop from the torture. Can't study top class. The woman woman say we could do agreement. If okay. I go take if I go take picture, we go buy corn. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that it's, fair, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. If you go take picture, when we go buy corn, it's fair. It's fair. You know you are. So they take no joke like those this thing. Yeah. The woman was just with. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's one so shooting my car. That's some of the challenges. So your you work as black image, right? Yeah, black black image is my personal like brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I work as team black image with my brother. Okay, so yeah, yeah you are a twin. Yep. And he also takes pictures. Yep. You play pranks on people. No. <laughs> Why? No, it's not cool. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, like that. <laughs> they don't play pranks. Prank. People. people play it on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
people. They don't look too close. I think one of them walked past someone. And then I think the person ran like he bumped into the other one. Like, like how? I just saw this guy. Yeah, like and I was freaking out. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It's like yo, you mirror the world right now. What happened? You are here and you are here. <laughs> then they okay, you are twins. Right? You are twins. So sometimes like okay, you are real. You are not asleep. You are not dreaming. It's real. It's real. Yeah, people question that. <laughs> yeah, a lot. It happens every day. My you brother was in town. Things, yeah. Oh really? Yeah, my brother was in town and someone tickled him, thinking it was me. It's like, hey, my <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, it's a lady is like, yo, like, hey. So it's like, I don't know who gets tickled. Okay. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> different, different, different relationships. Base, the tickling is different. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, graphic designer started first. He said he wanted to be a footballer. So he plays football. Of course, where I'm going to come from, you should start laughing because look at my buddy's eyes. He looks like me and he wants to play football. And I know on the pitch, they all look like our son, so he's going to get tossed around. He's like, I'm tired, I'm not playing again. So he came and we both started. It's just a small shop. Started learning, learning from there. Then we found out oh, there's an internet where we could get resources and also study more and also get informed more and practice more. So that's how it's been. And as you said, research. It's actually, research is one of the most... It's one of the things that makes work really, really easy. Because I sometimes get a project, maybe someone wants you to do something and I have no idea. But immediately I start researching... I start getting the information I need. And it, it, it actually directs me through the right way, uh, me and my brother, through the right way to finish the project, we are taxed. What's the number so, one yeah. place that you get, like, I mean, you say the internet, but is yeah. there a specific site you go to yeah. that, like, you start out? Yeah. Get First, of one of the useful sites I really guessed that was Behance. That's okay. where I think I met Hassan. Behance was... Yeah, that's where I was going Yeah, that's where I met him also on Behance. <laughs> we, were, we were the only few graphic designers... Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the dope. The dope. <laughs> no, he was dope. <laughs> so, designers on behind. So, it's like, we all found ourselves. Hassan contacted me on Facebook. I think our first meetup was at exhibition yeah. at Nima. And then we took it from there and then we started working together. Oh, so, when together. Joey was talking smack about Nima, you people didn't see. When they created an exhibition in Nima, because me and what people say about Nima, I won't go to Nima. 
But when they created an art exhibition in Nima, I went because of their art. So then I get to experience Nima by myself. They are very Super friendly. friendly. They have the best rice and stew. <laughs> the, the best this thing. What do you say? <laughs> Nama, 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 oh. meat. That's in there. Put the button inside. Burkina. Burkina. But they're Burkina. They have every Islamic community. They're more. No, Nima. May I also take you go some side for Zongo? You go, you go run away. Abusoka is Zongo. That side. And that place is in Gabon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. to do, to some side day to do. Yeah, to do, to do, <laughs> to do. Get some cool burkina. <laughs> yeah, so we, we we start. Yeah, so as you ask, which mm-hmm. place on the internet behinds could find creative people that think like yourself. Then on YouTube, where you have like video people performing what they do, you get to see their process. You also try it out. Then so sometimes when I'm working with people. They be like, how do you do your stuff? It's because I got the chance of learning from so many different people, so you get to learn different processes. Then you pick what's best for you. What's best. I've seen people that haven't been in the formal system that they will be like, okay, how do you do that? They know, but they've really not seen how to get around it, or sometimes they don't get other options to really do other ways. Because I think in Photoshop, I don't know if anyone uses Photoshop. Then there's like. 100 different ways of doing one thing. One way. So it's like you, the artist, and what's best for you mm-hmm. and how you can get your best results out of them. I always find it surprising, right? When someone is like creative or designing or whatever, and mm-hmm. they can't mention at least two Ghanaians who've been doing it five years longer than they like. How? Why? Yeah, because everyone is in their room doing it. If, 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 if. You are doing something, right? You are in particular industry, and you are not able to name like at least two Ghanaians who've been doing it like five years longer than you, <coughs> or people who've been doing it longer than you. Like, how come? Yeah, because we the majority are not in the freelance. Yeah, like, freelance field. Most of them work in offices. Like, for instance, agency, for instance, yeah. like Anethi, he's very good where he does, but then. He doesn't have time to do his own work. His own work. He's always yeah. working for people. Yeah. And I know like six six gra- graphic designers who also they they haven't accepted this individualism. Like let me brand myself and I'll get there. Yeah. They they yeah. you know Charlie you the hunger no be joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, so, I I was very yeah. fortunate to come because then I was okay. I I was in school. I didn't know I even I could do graphic design. I came out of school. I knew a friend who was working in a small graphic design shop. He said, Charlie, you finish GHS. Come, come join us. So I went to, I sit there all day. I do nothing. Then I was like, can you teach me how to make a business card, a commentary card? And he's like, okay. He taught me that. I think that was the only thing I was taught there. The rest, I think I picked up from there and researched myself and got it. But my advantage was, I was looking, I was really, really want, like, I really wanted to show what I was doing to other people. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have, any, as you were saying, most of them work in ad agencies. So nobody was really marking my work or anything. What I did, I shipped them online. Because I had less responsibilities, whatever I did, whatever I had in mind, I put them online. Other people say it, they comment, they give me feedback. I do it, I put it up online. So I was very much exposed. I think if you, you see the question as why do we don't know more people in the mm-hmm. field? If you had asked me this question three years, which two people I know, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know anyone. But now, as I'm learning around the way, I'm getting to know some of the people that are really, really good in the field. 
I think now most of them are also coming in freelance and they are also yeah in doing a lot of I think that another thing too is uh, the creative community <laughs> has always been one noted for you know working in a very sort of sheltered yeah yeah, yeah that's very true I mean, it's yeah. a picture of the work you need you need that seclusion you need to yeah. concentrate and all of that but then it was along the lines of this thinking that I realized that it's also important that we, we come out of our shells and you know share, get to know each other, see what, especially cross-disciplinary. Because it's interesting when someone who does one thing meets someone who does something else, mm-hmm. and then, you know that's that cross-breed. You know, what yeah. would come out of it? You know, all of that. I, I think it's really important. I think what you do is so different. When you realize you are using basically the same principles. Yeah. Same yeah. Principles, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same so, with me and Asan. So, um, how is what really is mesh, and how do people join? Get to join mesh if. People are allowed to enjoy it to join. Yeah, I mean, mesh, mesh is a. I like to use the word platform because mm-hmm. we it's it's more of a vision propelled organization than uh, defined by specific activities. But so far, what we have done is, I mean, our vision is to, you know, harness Ghanaian creativity collectively towards like specific goals. So this year, for example, our our particular goal could be to, you know, deal with corruption, for example, and how are we going to educate Ghanaians about, you know, the issue of corruption? How are we going to educate the kids, especially, who are very susceptible to what they imbibe, you know, and stuff like that. But in order for us to do that, first of all, the creatives need to get to know each other and be able to collaborate and do amazing things. So, uh, imagine if we could do something like Lion King mm-hmm. out of Ghana. And write a specific thing we wanted to teach kids because I know all of us here probably our lives have been shaped somewhat by what we saw in Lion King. It's one of those. I mean, even what you're saying, <laughs> Kokwanas is yeah. well known, but exactly. the, the origin of Kokwanas is from Ghana. Yeah, exactly. But the then folk. nobody really attributes it to us. Folk, folk story. Yeah. So basically, the point the point is that we need to harness the creativity, and we can't do it individually. We can only go so much. We can do so much individually. But the power of collaboration is, is, is very, very, is very, very strong. And uh, basically, what we do is create events where we actually meet and share what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give opportunities to some of those who have been quite successful at what they do to educate the younger ones, mm-hmm. and then also give opportunities for reviews. And now we've also added live sessions where it's not all about showing and inspiring. It's also about you know doing it live so people actually get a sense of what you know creative processes are like. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, there's an expo as well where those who are creating stuff, physical stuff, you know, exhibit their, their things so that, you know, they can expand their markets and stuff like that. But hopefully we'll be able to get um, people to work together. That's the difficult part, getting people to work together. I mean, Always it's a, a very, difficult part. That's the issue. But then that's, that's what we, we hope to be able to achieve, to come up with huge projects that help tackle specific uh, issues. Now, if you want to be part of it, it's a very simple thing. It's just follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, you can attend our events as well. We don't charge for our events. That's the interesting thing. It's free. We, we go to Lens to find resources to create an event that just helps people, you know, expand their markets and network. And I mean, it's as simple as that. You don't have to pay any subscription fees. You just have to attend and spread the word. Go on our website where you can get inspiration. So on a weekly basis, we put... You know, one crazy person on the spotlight, we try and promote you. 
across all the social networks and stuff like that. So What's your website? MeshGH.com. No, social media. Social media. Uh, it's Mesh Ghana on Twitter and Instagram. And then... Um, M-E-S-H-G-H-A-N-A. And um, yeah, we have a YouTube channel as well where we try and make highlights from some of the happenings around the city. We put them on there. We sometimes interview a number of people. We haven't done that in a while, but we are, you know, we are reviving that in, in a few weeks. And um, yeah, basically. And you as a leader in your industry, if people want to follow you, where do they get to get to your... Uh, well, my name is Hassan Sali. That's my Facebook page. Hassan yeah. Sali. <laughs> I mean, you're on my Facebook. You added me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a few days ago, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because you're incognito. <laughs> um, I'm Bullseye on Twitter. B-U-L-L-Z underscore I. Bullseye. Bullseye on Twitter. That's clever. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bullseye on Instagram. No, that's M-R-B. You don't have Instagram. No, I don't have Instagram. On Instagram. Right. Yeah, that's, those are my personal pages. And Black Image, how do we get to you? Okay, my personal page, uh, page is Black Image GH. And our portfolio page is Team Black Image. Portfolio on, on Behance? No, on Insta, uh, Instagram. Okay. But on Behance, it's just Black Image. Okay. When you search for Black Image, I think you should. Um, okay. I've, it's been a while since I updated my portfolio, but. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like yeah, my portfolio. So when we are wrapping up, portfolio we, is on Instagram. we <laughs> say some like Akari Day, and then you have to say something that you know embodies you and your car story and struggle. Right? And before we and let me mention my twin brothers before. Yeah, I disappear. The footballer. <laughs> yeah, the footballer that quits. Yeah, it's Daku Photography on Instagram. So, so yeah, what team did he play for? Is it? He plays for my senior brother's team, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, mean, he made sure he didn't get kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, he played better. Actually, he plays good. He plays good. Okay, so. Yep. Yeah, so, Asan, I know by this time you've probably really Charlie, thought of it. <laughs> so, no, like. <laughs> so, Asan, Akra with A. Akra B. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> oh. Black image. I cried with you. I cried John. Guys, it's a wrap. Behave yourself. It's a wrap. What's up? What's up? What's up?